We can do better than that. It could have been somewhere else, but yet they're in the house of God, giving him their best. Give myself away. Amen. Amen. We're thankful for this morning. We're thankful for who God is. Uh, just a few things I want to bring to your attention before I take my text. Um, we're asking that if you are not a part of the nurses ministry, that when there is issues going on health wise, if you're not an immediate family member, please allow the nurses to do their jobs. Amen. Um, we, we cannot allow people that are just randomly running up uh, to interfere when something is going on and we have well capable and trained and able nurses to do their job so please ma'am please sir be respectful to that also uh, in regards to that as well um, the nurses is not a personal water station we have uh, a, a nice water fountain outside please do not take it upon yourself to ask the nurses to bring you cups of water. Amen? We're not opposed to you having bottled water in the sanctuary, but what's happening is we're trying to make them into personal water stations. Um, I've noticed the nurses have been bringing cups and cups and cups for those to drink water. Um, we understand that there are some that may need it, um, and they're doing it at their discretion, but some people... And I'm just going to call a spade a spade. I'm just being outright lazy. Amen. Uh, so please be respectful to them and their jobs and what they're doing as they assist and aid you. Uh, but we do not want to abuse uh, the help as well. Amen. Amen. Uh, thankful again. We want to say thanks again to Brother Claude, Brother Ed, and Deacon Carney. If you notice, and the men in the women's restroom has been freshly painted. Amen. They've worked diligently to make sure the restrooms are looking nice and looking beautiful on the inside. This week, they will begin to paint the sanctuary. So we want to continue to lift them up in strength, lift them up uh, that they'll continue to do the great works. That when we come in here on Resurrection Sunday, our sanctuary will be beautified even brighter than what it is. Amen. So with your smiles and your light and the bright in the house, we'll have a gleaming church, amen? A church sitting on the hill that cannot be hidden. And so we ask that you keep them in your prayers as they work diligently to keep the house of God um, beautified. Also, I want to say thank you to those that came out to support the Alexander family on yesterday. Um, it was a beautiful homegoing celebration. And True Spirit, we've done our part, and I just want to say thank you. Give yourselves a hand. We're thankful for that. I'm asking you all to please keep uh, my uh, family in prayer. Um, on last night, we lost Mother Pearl. So um, we'll be making preparations to have her services this time this week. Just when I thought my other mother was going, she gone. Uh, but I do know God has all power and he has all control. And so I, I, I'm one, I've become smart enough not to question God why 
But I just say thank you for what you're doing and thank you and you know best. Amen. So I just solicit your prayers as we uh, begin to make preparations for her. Um, I, I shared this on social media and I'm sharing it to all young people. If you have a living mother or father or grandmother, love them, cherish them, respect them. Even though they come down on us, we don't understand. But it's for our best later on. Because when you get that call, all the stuff that you hated them for. But when you get that call and you realize you can't call them no more. only get one and she can't be duplicated so the Bible tells us to respect our parents because the, the hairs on your head will be numbered in disrespect we don't want to lose out enjoy them and cherish them I'm trying to keep myself together With your manuals of life, if you would go with me to the Gospel of St. Luke. Chapter 19. The Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 19. Starting at verse 28. If you have it, say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We have much room for you. If you didn't bring your Bible, please look upon the screen. And when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never man set. Loose him and bring him hither. And if any man asks you, Why do you loose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, because the Lord has need of him. And they that were set, sent went their way and found even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of him. And they brought him to Jesus. They cast their garments upon the coat and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he was gone nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, 
saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if those should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. That concludes our reading. Our God and Father's preaching time. Gifts have been given. Songs have been sung. And God, we know that your spirit is in this house. So now God, I ask that you let me decrease. That you would increase in me. Hide me behind the throne. That as I preach your gospel, they see your image upon me. Hear your voice through me, O oh God. God, I'm asking you that you would allow this word to fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. And God, I'm just asking that you would continue to be the giving God that you've always been and share yet some more crumbs from the master's table so that we can eat until we want no more. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, I praise you, give you all glory and adoration because you're my strength you're my redeemer lord i love you because you're my redeemer and the household of faith said amen amen as we uh, begin to think of this week uh, we look at this week the week before easter and uh if i could solicit your amens to help me preach on the subject, the topic. It's a party for Jesus. It's a party for Jesus. Real quick, look at your neighbor. Said neighbor, it's a party for Jesus. Now I want you to look at him like you know him now, because you've been sitting with him all this time. I'm gonna look at you, Eric. Ain't nobody looking at you. Uh, it's a party for Jesus. Come on, let's give God a hand clap. Um, as we look at this text, here we have the Gospel of St. Lucas linked to what we call the Synoptic Gospels. If you've heard me mention before, Luke, this, this gospel that gives a depiction of Jesus as the perfect man. 50% uh, of, of Mark is in the book of Luke. And Matthew talks about him being a long-awaiting king. Uh, Mark calls him a perfect servant of God the Father. With 90% of Mark being in Matthew, uh, linking these three gospels to being synoptic and having parables that the gospel of John does not have. Um, these gospels are linked together to give a deity and a journey of Jesus to Christ for who he is. Um, in fact, many look at these gospels as a good way of learning the whereabouts and how Jesus made his journey. Uh, I, I suggest to many readers, those that like or want to know about the Bible, is to read starting in the book of John back to the gospel of Matthew, then enter into the Old Testament. 
Uh, because in the book of John, you'll find out everything is blunt and plain. But when you go back to Mark, Matthew, and, 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 and you look at the other, and, and the other areas of the gospel, they give parables, such as one today as we arrive to this parable, how they begin to worship this man called Jesus. And oftentimes we get caught up in the celebratory part of Easter Sunday when really we should be celebrating him for Palm Sunday. Y'all didn't hear me this morning. Uh, we, we, we focus on Easter Sunday because normally Easter Sunday is all about you and your fine rags that you have bought, your pretty hairdos, your, your nice eyelashes, your pretty lines, your nice shoes and suits, and how fashionable you've cleaned and polished your car to get to church. But really, you should celebrate Palm Sunday because had it not been for Palm Sunday, you would have nothing to celebrate about. I got three amens. Had it not been for what he did before he did what he had to do, you would not be here today to testify how good he truly is. In fact, just do me a favor. Look at your neighbor again and say, it's a party for Jesus. It's a party for Jesus. And so as we dig into this text, I want you to, to think about some things because there are some areas in this text that many people have still questioned when we look at the parable. But when we look at this parable, I want you to understand something. Jesus was already aware of what was going to take place. <clears throat> but yet, he was willing to see it through. And oftentimes, as Christians, we may have a knowledge or some stomach uh, 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 impulse that we know what's going to happen. And what we will try to do is divert and distract ourselves from going through what's already need to be done. I mean, you know, when we, when we think the bills are going to get cut off, we'll make provisions before it happened. But Jesus was not one that was going to call his daddy and say, I want you to not allow me to die. Because Jesus knew the ultimate plan was that he would go back to the Father. And by going back, he would not have to worry about the things that the world had done, what they were saying, and what was going to happen in the years to come. In fact, I believe Jesus was so excited that he understood that what he was doing was not his will, but it was his father's will. And many times what we need to understand is what you're going through today is not your will. But it's your father's will. Be it death, financial, depression, spiritual woes, whatever it is, whatever you're going through today, it's not your will, it's God's will. And, and the unique thing about this party is that uh, everybody can't handle the party. Which takes me to verse 29. When you look at verse 29, it says, uh, 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 verse 29, it gives us the depiction. It says, and it came to pass uh, when he drew near the Bethpage and Bethany at the mount called Olivet that he sent two of the disciples. Watch this. When he came to Bethany and Bethpage, 
Bethpage was the place of unripe figs. Bethany was the house of affliction. Let me, let me pull it this way. Bethpage was a place of unripe figs. Have yet gotten to where they need to be. But Bethany was a house of affliction. I, I saw this. Don't come to the party if you're not mature enough. It's right there in the text. Unripe figs mean they're not there yet. And Bethany being a place of affliction, meaning that's a place where people enjoy causing problems. Y'all didn't hear me. Bethany being a place where people enjoy inflicting and being a part of pain. But Bethpage was a place where it was a place of unripe figs. Watch this. You cannot come to the party if you're not mature enough. Because while in the party, you got to be willing, one, to celebrate. When we celebrate, you must be willing to acknowledge, honor, and salute, and remember who God is. And the psalmist said in Psalms 118, he says, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. But Paul says, let us celebrate in Rome in 1 Corinthians 5 and 8. Let us celebrate the festival, not with old levy of malice and evil, but unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. An immature person will not come to the party with nothing in their hands. Y'all just missed that. An immature Christian will come to the party with nothing in their hands and always try to find reason to complain. Did, did y'all just hear what I said? Let me pull it into your spiritual realm. Some folk come to church just simply to complain. When you should be coming to church to celebrate and give honor and homage to God. When you have been given life, all you could do is at least bring a little gift in your hand. And say, Father, it ain't much, but here it is. I stretch my hand to you, and Father, would you take it? I know you'll use it any way you see fit. And so then now, Christians that want to come to the party, they come to the party with something to give. Is there anybody here that came into the house of God today? Said, I may not be where I need to be. But Lord, I'm standing here right now because I know you'll give me what I need if I could just lift up my hands to you and tell you thank you for activities of my limbs. I'm preaching better than most of y'all sounding. You gave me the activities of my limbs, sound mind, able to walk on my own two legs. I'm willing to give back to you because I want to celebrate you for, for who you are. Tell somebody and say, you got to be mature to come to this party. Yeah, yeah. And in, uh, yeah, I, I was looking at that as, and, and I, I caught that it was fresh off the printer. Because I said, wow, uh, uh, I, I'm not a, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a um, seasonal holiday preacher. So if you, if you thought I'm going to preach about Christmas and all that stuff, I, I do what the Lord say. Uh, because oftentimes we get caught up 
waiting to hear about the seasonal message when you've already missed your season. And so here it is, the, the unripe fig uh, always seem to find themselves in the house of affliction because it ain't what you want, so the house of affliction will tend to, 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 to say some things, try to inflict some pain, but the Bible says many are the affliction of the righteous. And when they cry out to God, he hears them all. I wonder if there's anybody here been afflicted with some stuff and just decided to give it to the Lord. And how many know that when you give it to God, that's no secret what God can do. What he done for others, I know he'll do it for you. Yeah, he, he, yeah, but, but he said we got to learn to celebrate. But the other thing I saw is that when you come to this party, and you mature, you have to be humble. You, you have to be humble. He, he told the disciples to go in between. Now watch this. The disciples had their own stature. They had their own character. They had their own abilities. And the disciples were given instructions to go do work for somebody else. Now I know many are saying, well, it was Jesus. Well, some rebuttal Jesus too. And many rebuttaled him that was within the camp. Hello. Uh, oftentimes we'll find ourselves when we are being celebrated or we're celebrating someone, you'll find some that will rebuttal within the camp. You got to be humble. In fact, uh, Peter says it like this in 5 and 6. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he will properly exalt you in due time. So then that lets me know that if I'm humble, then he will bring me up for celebration too. So why would I get mad when you are being honored or you're being respected or being acknowledged when I should be thankful that you had your day in the light? Because how many know God don't just bless one. God blesses all of his children in time and in the right place. God has a way of lifting all of his people and so, so, so you got to be humble. Watch this. And so then Isaiah said this. This is what Isaiah said. He says, not only um, are you to, be, to celebrate and be humble, but you got to be willing to work. Because Isaiah 1 and 19 says, if I'm willing and I'm obedient, I can eat the good of the land. Hey, that, that, that's what we come to the party for anyways, right? Y'all, y'all hung up on me. I know we got some meatball and wing eaters. Uh, on yesterday, we had some collard green and cornbread eaters. We, but Isaiah gives us help in this passage. He says, he says, if you're obedient and you're willing, then you can eat the good of the land. Now, this just came to me. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I want to share this with you all. The reason why we can't accept good because we've never been used to good. We complain, but yet we never strive. And when we've been used to good, then you won't complain because you've been striving to get good. I wish I had some people that's been redeemed. You ain't always been saved all your life. 
You ain't always been walking around heaven. Some of us been messed up from the flow up. Some of us can testify and not testify. We used to be some used to be's. Some of us still doing what you used to do. You just ain't got caught yet. But how many know God can use you and bring you back to a place of restoration? So then now you'll understand what it means to celebrate. But, 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 but he says, I mean, to celebrate, to be humble, willing to work. But, but watch this. It also says that when you're willing to work, then man will give back. And it also says in the Bible that now you, you know that God will bless you and you give back and it'll be pressed down, shaken together, runneth over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give, it will be measured back to you. So that lets me know you can't come into the house of God empty-handed. You got to come with either a weak spirit or a strong praise. If I got a strong praise, you can't distract me from praising God. If I got a weak spirit, that means I got something to give to God. And with his stripes, I shall be healed. So when I come to the house of God, I can lift up my hands in the sanctuary Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Why? Because he keeps on blessing me over and over and over again. Look at somebody and say, I got something to give the Lord today. Yeah, so, 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 uh, as, as I was just stuck on verse 29 before I can even get my points, I was thinking about the maturity level of the Christians that come to the house of God. Uh, are we so mature that we forget that we should act like children when we come to God? Notice in the Bible, he always called us children of God. Because he already know once you get grown, you think you know everything. H hello. And truth be told, we don't have learners. We have, uh, in, uh, uh, let me word this professionally. We don't have babes or children that want to learn. Okay, I'm going to say it just like this. We got wannabe Solomons. Walking in and out of the church, toting the Bible, but can't remember where they first found the Lord. And Solomon, we know, was one that was wisdom and no other man will be as smart as him but watch this instead of coming in like children to the party because you know children celebrate we come in so dignified and overly sanctified y'all know we come like we so pure that there's never been any dirt or any skeletons in our closet but he says you got to be a child to come to, you gotta your maturity level has to change you, you, you can't come in so grown that you forget why you're here. Do, do you come to church sometime saying, you know what, I'm just going because mama took me. I'm just going because it's the right thing to do. And you sit here, you don't hug nobody. You don't smile at nobody. You don't say hi when you're spoken to. You don't even want to even tell somebody that you love them. But let some hell break loose in your house. The very ones that you're looking at against is the very ones you die. I know you don't like this kind of preaching, but so what? Some of us need to understand you got to start acting like a child and learn how to celebrate each other and love on each other. 
I hurt you, but I forgive you. I lied on you, but please forgive me and watch your life change. Yeah, they, they told me yesterday Colorado don't like certain kind of preacher. That's what they told me yesterday. Yeah, the preachers. Colorado don't like uh, a certain kind of preacher. I said, well, understand this. Colorado ain't my God, so uh, I'm here on assignment by God. So uh, I only can give it to you like your T.I. is, like he give it to me. And we need to understand that in order for you to understand the purpose and the true meaning of a party for Jesus, you got to get out of yourself and learn to celebrate and embrace other people. What, what, what makes me nauseous at a young man, because I don't like to feel sick, but what makes me nauseous at times when I look at church folk, and I'm not bashing you, I just want you to understand, we got to check our ways. What makes me nauseous is the fact that some of us come in knowing that you need help. But because you've been so dignified for the last 15 years, you don't want nobody to know that you need some help overabundant than what you can give. I wish I had some broken folk. But, but, but what, really, what really gets me is how we the ones that say we are saved, we don't know how to act amongst the unripe fig trees. Y'all just missed that. So then therefore if somebody came in broken, they don't know what it means to celebrate a God that can fix them and fill them up and make them whole again. Was it not the, 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 the prodigal son that went away? He was messed up, but they was used to seeing him rich. But when his daddy was looking afar, he said, go get the fattest of the lamb. Go get my best robe. It's time to celebrate. What am I saying? We got to learn to celebrate people that come in in the condition they're in because you've been there before too. You can look at them and say, baby, I'm so glad that trouble don't last always. Look at somebody and say, learn how to celebrate me. You learn how to celebrate me. Yeah, so, 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 uh, uh, y'all don't mind if I just stay right there. Verse 29. Uh, I ain't trying to cheat you, but he, he brought me here to that, that text because we need to understand that you have to be mature to, to, enough to handle the party. And watch this. Though I come in uh, as an adolescent, don't mean I have to have all the characteristics of an adolescent. Help me, Holy Ghost. I'm trying. He, he, he told the disciples, he said, in verse 29, he said, when you draw near to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olivet, they, they sent the two disciples. He told them, he said, go into the village opposite of you and, and you'll find a coat. But to go into the village opposite of you, he, he simply saying that though I come in like a child, I got to know when to turn away from childish things. So then, therefore, I go away from affliction. I go away from those that act so holy. And I go where God really wants me to be. You think you've been sitting on the pew for three years and it's all yours. Sometimes God is saying you got to go opposite of the pew you've been sitting because that pew didn't get weighed down. And we need to understand it's not where you sit. It's where you get your praise. It's where you go. Your praise will go with you. Yeah, look at somebody say, I got to change seats now. 
because this seed is getting a little too heavy. And what he wants us to know is that when we are obedient and we move, watch this, he'll move with us too. I, I think a songwriter said, you move, I move is just like that. Ain't, ain't that what he said? Uh, Y'all looking at me, that ain't B.B. King. No, it ain't. And watch this. What we need to understand is that when we have uh, become uh, humble and, and we become uh, good workers of God, then we can mature ourselves to handle what's going to happen at the party. Many times we come to church and, and, and we're not ready for what's going to happen at church. So then, and this, this is for the preachers, so then we get picked on for preaching too long, praying too hard, singing too long, talking too much, and having too many closes. But don't understand that they talk too much. They have too many closes. Sing some of the wrong songs. Come in with a messed up spirit and want you to pray spirits out of them. And, and, and we're quick to point the finger, but we can't handle what's going to happen at the party. I mean, truth be told, many of y'all probably didn't even come here ready to celebrate today. It's just another Sunday. The snow didn't stick. I'm going home, eat me a bowl of soup, cuddle up and watch some Law and Order. And, and, and we have to get out of the mindset because when we come into the house of God, we have to be prepared for what's going to take place in the house of God. Notice in the Bible, I believe it was in Matthew, where the man was sick. He laid on his mat, on his bed. And the people were in the church. And they had to lower the man in through the ceiling. And watch this, because the ceiling was breaking, you had people focusing on what was happening to the ceiling instead of what was coming down through the ceiling. You just missed the shout. Sometimes we focus on everything else except for what's coming from up high. You just missed the shout again. A lot of times we focus on everybody else Instead of focusing on the one that can change everybody else. I will look to the hills for which cometh all my help. All of my help. Guess where I'm going? I'm looking up so that's coming through the ceiling. Comes from the Lord. And so now when I come to the house, I can party because I keep looking up. Because if I keep looking up in the time of trouble, my strength will come from on high. In the time of weakness, my strength will come from on high. Why is it a party? Because every time I look to the hills, he keeps on blessing me. I wish I had a witness today that can testify and say, Rabbit, no matter what I'm going through, every time I turn it over to Jesus, he makes everything all right. When I'm troubled in my home, I just give it to the Lord. He makes everything all right. And when it get too bad, I just walk through the house with my head up, not looking down, saying, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help will I know because the more I look up, the more you 
somebody moving the more you gonna bless me but how many know that when you call on the lord how many know jesus is on the main line if you just call him up and tell him what you want have you tried him today So, as I get to my seat, it's a party for Jesus. But one thing we need to understand, that in this party, you don't have to bring food. You don't have to bring gold. You don't even have to bring silver. All you got to do is bring yourself to the party. Because at the party, there's healing. At the party, ain't the Lord all right? Because he said in his word, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That's what kind of God we serve. When we come to the party to celebrate him, he's always willing to give back. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know who came to party this morning. But I came in with my mind on the Lord, even though my heart was heavy. I knew that if I come to the party with a heavy heart, but I keep looking to the hills for which cometh all my help. All my help shall come from the Lord. How many know it'll be a celebratory party that I made it through it all. He brought me through the storm and he brought me through the rain. Can I get a witness that can say, Reverend, I came to party like it's 1999. 2019 I made it this far but they gave up on me in 2018 they gave up on me in 2017 they gave up on me in 2016 they gave up on me in 2015 they gave up on me in 2014 they gave up on me in 2013 but how many know God ain't it good he never left my side. He made a way out of no way. Is there anybody here that can justify Sir Rabbit? He's been good in what I do at a party. I learned to shout for Jesus. I learned to lift my hands for Jesus because my God can do all things but fail. Can I get a witness? Somebody just look at your neighbor. You ain't got to touch him. Just look at your neighbor and tell a neighbor, he's been good. Let's celebrate. He's been good. Brought me out of darkness into the marvelous life. Look what the Lord has done. Say yeah. Say yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Do I have any party people in the house today? I mean some, not club stoppers, but party
party party people that don't mind celebrating God for who he is. Why should you celebrate him? Because one Friday, they took him on the cross called Calvary. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. They tell me he died. Didn't he die? But he buried him in the borrow tomb all day Friday, all night Friday, all day Saturday, all night Saturday night. But Sunday morning, you can get your pants on because he got up with power in his hands. Anybody glad about the power of Jesus? You can celebrate him because that power made you walk right. Power for healing, power for understanding. Do me one more favor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm glad to be alive. It was his blood that he shed on Calvary. I got a question I want to ask you. Ain't he all right? Have you tried him? Ain't he good? Say yes. Yes. It's a party for Jesus. Come on, let's celebrate him real quick. It's a party for Jesus. But you got to be mature enough to come to the party. 